In today's episode, we're going to be talking about whether governments around the world should be bailing out airlines and other businesses impacted by the coronavirus or COVID-19. Um, we've seen in the US a $2 trillion package just signed by President Trump. In Australia, we've seen over $100 billion worth of stimulus announced. And I think one of the more interesting parts of this is uh, how much of the stimulus is coming in the form of what is basically corporate welfare. Uh, I think it's very easy for, and I think this is something most people believe, that um, the government should do something to help airlines um, with getting through what is obviously an unprecedentedly difficult period for them. Um, I think I have a slightly different view and it's probably a fairly unpopular one, but it's something that I think we want to explore today and sort of go over today. And we've been talking about this summer, the way up here today, and I think it really raised quite a few important points that it's good to try and elaborate more on. Um, I'm going to try and go through those um, throughout the episode. So I think the, the first point that we really... Uh, need to address is um, what what would happen if the government doesn't intervene um, to bail out these airlines. Uh, so for a bit more background around what would happen in this, it's good to understand um, sort of more about how um, bankruptcy works around the world and what would, what would actually be the impact. Um, so let's say that United can no longer pay their wages, they can't pay their supplies, they can't pay their lease payments. And what, we, what we generally see is some sort of insolvency proceeding. So different people are going to be put in charge of that company. Maybe the, maybe the management will lose themselves under some options. Uh, and the people that are owed money by that company are going to line up to try and get some of that money back. You know, it's unlikely, it's likely many of them will not get all their money back. Um, it's very likely that the shareholders in there, in United, wouldn't get any money. Uh, and the employees and the other suppliers would have to share. Um, and that's, that's obviously a bad thing. It's not good for anyone to miss out on their, on their retirements, on their, um, wages that are owed to them. Um, it's not good for the small businesses to miss out on things that are owed to them. And it's probably not real good for Boeing or the, the bankers of the airline to miss out on the money owed to them. Um, but what we what we need to really look at here is who, who's going to miss out the most. So it's highly unlikely that the big losers out of this are going to be the employees of these airlines. It's the big losers are going to be the shareholders and the people who are the debt holders. Um, so do are the, are the shareholders and debt holders of airlines people that are deserving of, of government money, of taxpayers' money, uh, because their business has been... Uh, impacted by COVID, uh, that's a. I think that's a much better way of looking at this than 
hey, the government needs to bail out United to save United. Or the, the government needs to bail out Delta to save Delta. Um, we can easily get sentimentally attached to to a company like that and to a brand like that that we've grown up flying. Um, but when we're bailing out a company as a, as a community, are they are the people we're bailing out the most, the ones we should care about the most? Now it's you might many people are going to say that uh, those employees should should be bailed out and those people need to keep their jobs and etc. Um, I think what that's underestimating is how much what how small a portion of what this uh, that will look like is really going to flow into the pockets of employees and how much is going to flow into the pockets of the people who are owed money, who have lent money to fund their airline purchases, to their landlords, to the airports and to banks and shareholders. Um, so that's, that's the first thing I really wanted to cover. Um, the second thing I kind of wanted to cover is uh, what what makes the shareholders and uh, debt holders of airlines uh, more more deserving of government assistance than anyone else in society. So uh, there's obviously almost half the economy is being impacted by COVID in some way or another. Uh, what what's making Airlines, special in this case, that they should be receiving some additional assistance. That the people who have invested in airlines and the people who have loaned money to airlines deserve special protection over the people who have invested in restaurants and loaned money to restaurants, or the people who have invested in parking companies and loaned money to parking companies. I think it's pretty arbitrary to think that there's somehow something special about our airlines that means that those people should uh, be allowed to take the profits when times are good but not take any losses when times are bad. So when when we're a shareholder, when we invest in a company, um, one of the really great things about how capitalism is meant to work is that the money we put in is limited. Our liability is limited. So I know if I invest $1,000 in Delta Airlines, the most I can ever lose from that investment is 1000 And based on that, I know that if things go well, I, can, I might get a lot more money than that. I might get dividends. My shares might increase in value. All of these things are good if that company's run well. But even if things go very, very badly, even if COVID-19 happens and it ends up that my Delta shares, that Delta can't continue as a company, the most I can ever lose is $1,000. What we're doing here by bailing out these companies at this time is saying, well, oh no, actually the most you can ever lose is way less than that. So we're meaning you can put $1,000 in and if you in something bad has happened and instead of letting those investors lose that $1,000, we're saying, oh no, it's not actually fair, you lost that $1,000. Uh, here have $400, $500 from taxpayers. 
um, why would we, why should we do that for, for these people? What's the difference between that and someone that owns a restaurant that's been closed down and is also going to lose his place? It's really very, very arbitrary. And I think it kind of brings me to our next point is that by supporting specific, by the government attempting to support or bail out certain industries, it's a, it's a very, very poor form of picking winners. So, okay, let's say that we've decided to bail out Delta. Uh, or an, an example from Australia where we have clients in, in the airline industry. Where, at which point of the supply chain do you stop? So, first you bail out Qantas, you tell Qantas that they need to keep their staff on. We have a client that makes the first class meals for Qantas flights. Do we require Qantas to keep paying those those people to keep making their contracts? What about the people that the farms that supply that guy? Like where do we where does this impact end? Um, it's really quite arbitrary, and it's not a well targeted not well targeted at all. Um, when there has uh, been reading some things around this recently, which kind of brings me to my third point, which is talking about, uh, well, you know, these airlines would have been fine if not the government building in all these travel restrictions around the world. Um, I think I can, I'm generally sympathetic that there could that there is, um, in some cases, where the government decides to shut something down, um, say it's an industry or something like that, that they're not going to allow, and if people have made investments in that, um, that maybe there should be some compensation paid. But I, I think in this, in the case of COVID, this is not something that the government has done, and. I don't think it's something that if there was no government intervention, airlines would be any better off. Um, this is something that's unfortunate and it's happened to everyone. There's a response to it, whether that was a government response or a societal response, airlines are going to take a fairly massive hit. And there's actually, or who knows, it's, it's impossible to say whether the government's response was the most efficient possible or was the best way of dealing with it. Um, but I don't think that there's any way of saying how much uh, that this is in some way the government's fault that these airlines have happened. It's COVID-19's fault. Some Whether the government did something or nothing, COVID-19 was going to more or less destroy these companies. Uh, that's very unfortunate. But it's just it really is the risk and it's, Airlines are always a highly risky industry. The return that shareholders have got in the past has been higher because of these risks. I, I don't It makes very little sense to me that we need to be bailing them out now. Um, which kind of brings me to my final point, which is that we would be much, 
much better targeting. Well, except to a point, sorry. First one is if we want to, if your aim is to limit the human suffering from these airlines going out of business, then you're much better off targeting this that assistance at the employees that are um, going broke, that are having problems. If you're, you, when you attempt to do it any other way, you basically leave yourself completely open to funds just flowing through to huge institutions and it just really becomes corporate welfare, which is so untargeted and so un, so not, not a good solution. Um, one, one final interesting point that we were discussing on the way up here was, um, oh, what about when there's no airlines, like what would happen? How would we, how would people travel? I think we're, I think there's a general misunderstanding of how quickly when there is this built up demand for something like travel, companies will form around, new companies will form around creating options for these to move people from places to place. So even though we're seeing COVID destroy a lot of shareholder value, there's no reason why new people, new shareholders will probably hire many of the same people, many of the same pilots, many of the same hostesses, but most likely in a more sustainable and better way, create airlines that will fly between places and maybe for a little while flying will be more expensive. That's going to attract even more people to get into it. Maybe they... But, They'll be able to pick up these planes cheaply. They'll be able to lower their leases. The whole industry can reset into a much more profitable zone. What we're going to see happen here and what I think is driving a lot of what we're seeing is and why airlines are being able to be tied like this is because it's a relatively, um, it's like 20 major players. They're large businesses that can lobby effectively said that it helps them with being uh, influential on the Republican side of politics. And then it's also one of the most highly unionized industries in, in the United States, which can obviously influence the right hand, uh, the uh, Democratic side of politics very effectively. And then between those two, we've just got this like sort of nasty coalition of a general agreement that we need to save all these things and what we're really doing is just helping uh, unsustainable businesses continue with their same labor agreements their same lease agreements just everybody is still winning out of this and it's many bankers and that's I'm, I'm not sure why we want to do that